Welcome into our brand new podcast. It is me, Petty Page, Page Tamakos, here with Fred, otherwise known as the cold taker on our podcast, Old Takes Exposed. Fred, how are you doing? Uh, welcome into our, our first, we've done podcasts together, but this is our first official podcast. I'm doing great. I'm really excited for us to actually get going on this pod because before we were kind of just freestyling, but now we have an actual podcast that's going to be released a certain day of the week and um, we'll have special segments that we can think about each week and we're going to need people to help us whenever they think of something or um, think of something that we can use for the pod uh, to, to send it to either Paige or me. And mm-hmm. just like I get when I run my account, Old Takes Exposed, everybody sends me things for cold takes. So we need that for this. Because... Yeah, we need that for this. But that's why we used uh, – that's why – and I, you did it to me the other day. You get you hit me with the hashtag Petty Page, and now it's become a thing. So now on Twitter, I get tagged and stuff all the time with that hashtag. So it's going to become – it's going to take on a life of its own, I think, with this podcast. Yeah. And once once everybody gets involved – the content just becomes so much better. Yeah. Because we only have, sure, like, I sure. only have two eyes. Yeah. You only, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can only see so much. You can only see so much and tag so many tweets. But let's start off with worth a mention. We got a couple stories here that we got to talk about here. Sister Jean in the tournament. All right. Yeah. Have we. I, first and foremost, I want to know, because sometimes you and I don't agree on what we like and what we don't like. So are you pro-Sister Jean narrative in the tournament? I'm pro-Sister Jean. I, I I was, at first, thought it was going to be exhausting. Okay. Because it's one of those narratives that the media will have a ton of stories about and it won't go away. Yep. Um, and then you kind of get annoyed about it and you just make fun of it. But here... There's something endearing about Sister Jean. And I think the best part about Sister Jean is that it works because she herself does not milk it. She gets interviewed when they ask her to interview, when they interview her, and they show her when they show her, which is the media. But she doesn't actually, like, kind of seem like she's trying to promote herself to become – uh, for her own self. No, she's 98 she's, years old. She's 98 she years have, old. She doesn't she's have lovely. social media. She doesn't have any of that stuff. So she's not like a self promoter. She's that's a very good way to say it. She's just she's just taking the attention when it's given to her and not trying to make it about exactly. Her, she's not way. trying to, and she's not overdoing it herself. She does the same thing every time anyone asks her anything. She's just nice about everybody talking to her. Um, it, it just seems as if. She's not uh, trying to milk this or uh, people aren't kind of don't get really jealous of it. No, no. Or envious also, it, of that person for not doing anything. For sure. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she's 98 years old. Because this yeah. reminds me, you brought, you brought, the, you, you asked me about this. You said, can we think of anybody else throughout an event where something like this has happened? And there is a, there is a lady who I think her name is Patricia. I think I'm remembering that correctly. And she has been a season ticket holder at Wrigley Field for like 70 years or something ridiculous like that. And she's 91 years old. And if you watch Cubs games, they put her on TV every single game, always. She's always, she goes to every game. She's at every home game. She wears the same Cubs jacket. And I saw her get interviewed during that World Series run a lot. I saw her get interviewed 
at the games. She made the trip to Cleveland. She was all around, and I never got sick of her. And I think it was a very similar scenario because she wasn't she wasn't a young person, so she wasn't using social media and creating a storyline about herself. It just kind of unfolded naturally, and she was just old and cute, and I think that that has a lot to do with it. Now, contrast on the converse to someone like that Marlins man who's everywhere and pushes himself in the limelight everywhere. Yes. And make sure to take a picture of himself at every place, and he has to be in the front row so everyone could see him. The complete opposite of Sister Jean and Lady, um, uh, Cubs Lady, Patricia. Yeah. Marlon's man is, and for that, many people dislike Marlon's man. For sure. I think he's annoying. He's loud and, and obnoxious. He's loud and obnoxious, and all he does is go to the games. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's why Sister Jean works. I think that, and of course they're winning. If they would have for lost, sure. yeah, <laughs> then we wouldn't when hear he about Sister everything. Jean ever again. No, no, 100%. And if they win, it's going to be extra levels of chaos with her. Like, just the fact that they're in the Final Four is a big deal. But if they win this game, this next game, and they get to the championship and they somehow win an, a national title, it's going to be wild. It's, yeah. it's going to be wild. Oh, of course. Yeah, and I think people are rooting for her. Oh, you're rooting I, for her. I don't even know who the pl- – what team is she? It's just Sister Jean's team. I'm just kidding. Sister, yeah. <laughs> Where's that team? Some team in Chicago that I don't know the name of. Yeah, Loyola. <laughs> Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up here at the top is the Cavs narrative that will never die. Okay. And that is the Cavs are the ultimate, everybody overreacts to them losing and them winning. So they win a couple games, everyone's best team. They're going to be fine. They're going to cruise through. Then they get blown out last night in Miami. Everyone freaks out. It's the same storyline over and over and over again. So I'm putting you on the spot because I want, I want to know whether or not you believe in this Cavs team because probably for the first time in this whole saga of the Cavs, this is probably the team I believe in the least because they don't have Kyrie Irving on their team anymore. I I don't believe in them to win the championship, but they're going to, I think they're going to win the East. And there's a lot of people who said that at certain times that they weren't even going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't believe that at all. This Cavs team with LeBron, because they're the most polarizing team in the league always because of LeBron, is there's never been, I don't think in sports history, a team that generates more reactionary commentary than this Cavs team. They're the most reactionary. uh, They produce the most reactionary commentary in the history of sports. Anytime the Cavs do anything, is there is a narrative created and takes are created based on their future, uh, about their future, based on what just happened. And it, there's no better example than the last week they played the Raptors. And they were down whatever amount at halftime. I think the yeah, Raptors down scored 10. about 70 points in the first yeah. half. The Raptors, and, the Raptors had 79 points, and they were, they were down 10 at half. That was it. The Cavs, they're done this year. It's over. And then they came back and won. Now the Cavs are the favorites. And it's also because they were playing the Raptors, too. So, oh, this Raptors team is better than the Cavs. This Raptors team is the leader of the East. Um, They are going to win the East this year. Nobody actually believes the Raptors are going to win the East. I I mean, the people who do are kidding themselves. Yeah, or at least they uh, should. Yeah. During halftime, the takes were flowing. 
about the Raptors winning <laughs> the East. And then at the end of the game, they're the same old Raptors, same old Raptors. It was, it was in-game, the declarations about their future. And everyone knows that the playoffs totally different than the regular season. Well, they, sure. you kind of forget about it near the end. Also, I feel like because we've watched LeBron so long now, it's just like we're just kind of like, I don't know, we kind of glaze over it a little bit. We don't, we don't really recognize. It's like we're kind of all looking for somebody new. You know, we're trying to find something else that's going to pop up. But in reality, the East, I, I definitely don't – they will not be the favorite no matter who they play in the finals, whether that's the Rockets or the Warriors or whoever comes out of the West if Steph Curry ends up being injured the, entire, the entirety of the playoffs. But I do think that the Cavs will make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, or at least to the to the championship again, because of LeBron James. Now, on the flip side, if they somehow match up against Philadelphia in an early round, okay, and for whatever reason, LeBron loses early, the LeBron to other cities takes are going to oh, hit an all-time high. <laughs> all-time those are going to be great. I'm, I'm so excited to collect those. That is, what Philly root- fans, that is what I'm rooting for. I am I'm rooting sure, for that to happen early. Are you rooting for, the, for Philly to beat Cleveland in the first round I, of the playoffs? If Philly beats Cleveland in the first round of the playoffs, I think Philly fans, they'll be very calm, cool. They won't <laughs> say anything. <laughs> Philly and calm has never been said in the same the sentence. Sixers I will fans, tell you that. These people are so ambitious with their yes, receipts. Yes, they are. Their, their receipts, they, they will take any commentary and try to turn it into a receipt of a cold take they'll squeeze a round peg a square peg into a, a rectangular hole is what they'll try to do oh, for any cold fans. take yeah i oh, love them i love yeah them. I they're love passionate them. They're, they're great they're, they're great for they're, uh they're yeah, great for, for you both. yeah they're great i for love you. them yeah, yeah yeah we love them we love all sixers fans and we are rooting the podcast is a <laughs> sometimes stamp. yeah the, the stamp of approval for lebron going down in the first round so that sixers fans can lose their minds and that i can get all of the takes about lebron going to other cities i need all of them for the entirety of the playoffs and free agency i'm here to watch all of it burn it down mass chaos you know how i am if my team's not in it i root for chaos that's, you root that, for chaos. That's how I am. I root for that is, that is that is perfect time to segue into petty page because that is why I'm that is why I root for chaos because I'm extremely petty, Fred. I know Pet, petty page is one of the most petty people in the world of pettiness, and there's a lot of petty people in this world in this in this dog eat dog world. But petty page is in one of the top petty people, and her petty ranking is high. Look, true. petty page loves pettiness, and she loves. Now, the question this is really the big question that I've had with you before. Okay. Is whether you and I don't know if you've fully addressed it, whether you're actually even all that petty. You just love seeing people be petty. See, here's the thing. I in my so I I kind of qualify it in this way. Like in my sports life, like Paige the sports fan is very petty. Outside of outside of sports life, I don't really care. I just like to enjoy watch I enjoy watching it for one. And two, as Paige, the sports fan, I am the pettiest, like the pettiest. Like I save all the receipts. Like I'm the person that went back after the Cubs won the World Series and everybody was blasting me on Twitter about how they were going to choke again. I went back to crucify everybody on Twitter to make sure that they knew what had happened. So I, me in sports world is very petty. Me outside of sports world, don't, not petty at all, just 
enjoy watching Petty from LeBron and others in the sports world. Yeah. I think that uh, I'm not Petty at all in sports. I may no, be Petty not. outside of sports. Maybe it was like my kids or my, my wife. When I do something, <laughs> I don't get the uh, – uh, uh, don't get the – what I believe is, is proper – um, acknowledgement of what I did, okay. and then I okay. get it thrown in my face, like, "Oh, well, oh. I did this, 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 and this, and you didn't get." It. Oh boy! And I always Mrs. end up saying, if "Mrs. Old Takes is listening. You're going to be in a lot of trouble, dude." No, she'll listen. She's definitely going to listen to this <laughs> because I quit my job to be a full time <laughs> sports guy, so she wants to see the finished product. Or at least the- <laughs> she's 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 listening. She's at work now, but here's the thing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She'll always and I always lose with her. You always. But here's, yeah. Yeah. She wins every time. If um, okay. So with let's move on to because I'm not really all that petty, but I like looking at the petty stuff. We're yes. gonna rank the pettiness here. Okay. We got three instances of petty that we feel from the past week, and um, the ranking scale is gonna be one to five. Okay. I'm gonna okay. read each incident, and then. I'm going to ask you to rank the pettiness, okay? So here's the first incident, okay? okay. Um, so James Harden's probably going to win the MVP. Yes. But last night after the Cavs lost to the Heat. By 20. They got bludgeoned, yeah. Yeah. Uh, LeBron James was asked who he would vote for for MVP. And he said he'd vote for himself. <laughs> I quote, the body of work how I'm doing it, what's been happening with our team all year long, how we've got so many injuries and things of that nature, guys in and out, to be able to keep this thing afloat, I would definitely vote for me. So, Which Petty I, Page. Yes. Rank LeBron's pettiness. Five. Full five? Full five. Here's why. LeBron is a notorious petty offender. Okay? This is not his first time dancing in the petty ring. Okay, Petty, Petty and LeBron go hand in hand. And that's why I love it. I love watching Petty LeBron is my favorite LeBron. And this is this is a shot to the league. This is him saying, you know, I'm I'm the MVP and and, and I don't care what James Harden is doing. I'm the MVP. And I love that. I mean, personally, I don't know what else you expect him to say Uh, if he said. I mean, respectfully, I think James Harden's having a great season. You know, maybe he could have said something else. But people have people always criticize LeBron either way. Whether he, if he said he's the MVP, he's going to get critics, and if he said you know James Harden should be the MVP, he's like, well, he's not enough like Michael Jordan. He's not exactly. enough. You know, he gets he gets it he gets it both ways, right? You so, wouldn't hear I, Michael saying that. You wouldn't no, hear Michael Mike. would want Michael would one hundred percent say, it, which is why I'm all aboard. I am all aboard. Because you know I'm MJ for life. Like, that is totally MJ, which is why I love it. Super, super petty. And also, you know, with respect to what James Harden is doing, James Harden is going to win the MVP, I think, unless there's, I don't know, I don't even know. There's not enough time for LeBron to come back. With the Because the Rockets are doing so well, honestly, as a team. They're a much better team in totality this season than the Cavs have been. But it's kind of like the thing with Michael a little bit, too. Like, people were like, you know that Michael's the most valuable player every year that he was playing. But they some years they gave it to other people. It's the same with LeBron. LeBron is still, by definition, the most valuable player to his team. Because if you took LeBron off the Cavs now, they're irrelevant. Literally, well, they're an irrelevant team. That's true. Let me. But when people talk about taking a player off a team like LeBron, 
Yes. They take LeBron off the Cavs. Then, um, but people don't ever replace them. Although they don't replace them with other players who are good because LeBron sure. takes up a big, big part of the salary. But yes, you're right. If they took LeBron off the Cavs, then they would be, they would be completely irrelevant. The Cavs have never really been all that relevant in NBA except for when LeBron been on the team. Yes. He makes the Cavs who they are. The Cavs don't, without LeBron, once LeBron leaves no or retires, yeah, no, no one's either their Cavs are just going to be just the, they're going to be the Bucks. Yeah. Or the, uh, I'm going to get so much Bucks fan. They're going to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to get, they're going to be the Bucks. They're going to be the Kings. They're going to be the um, Nuggets. Yeah. Yeah. No identity, just kind of there. Not a bad fan base, but just no identity, really. Yeah. No yeah. identity. Well, All you give five. it a five. Pure five. Love it, LeBron. The pettier, the better. You can't just give out fives like giving out candy to. No, baby. I won't. I won't. I won't. LeBron okay. or a, candy on Halloween. No, LeBron gets a five because he's like this is like his uh, 150th time showing up in the petty page radar. So he, okay. he he's okay. built up he's built up that like instantaneous five moment. Okay, okay. Okay. Next, next uh, incident we have. Now we all saw the game. I think it was two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. Yeah. Maryland Baltimore County Retrievers, who no one really even knew who they were. No. They beat Virginia. It was biggest upset probably ever. Yes. Virginia was a one seed. They were the overall number one seed in the NCAA tournament. They lost to Maryland Baltimore County. And the Maryland Baltimore County Twitter account during the game and then after had himself a day. Oh, uh, he was ripping on every single person who he saw that doubted this team, which is probably everyone because nobody thought they were going to win. He probably didn't think they were going to win. No. And especially Seth Davis, Seth Davis did his shtick. He does that shtick with the sh- Sharpie. He yes. writes this team won. It signifies the team has won the game. He usually does it during the game, but near the end. Yes. He did this Sharpie with the ultimate sign of disrespect, and I'd never seen him done it, do it before. He put no. Sharpie the second the ball tipped off. It was so the good. The ultimate it was so it was a perfect it, – it, it, it really was – it was ultimate sign of disrespect. It backfired completely. He was completely flogged by the Maryland-Baltimore County Twitter account. He handled it really well. So this guy just went off on everyone, and um, – he had himself a, a great old time with it. Yes, and he, he became did. real popular for like one minute. Yes. Petty Page mm-hmm. ranked the pettiness of the University of Maryland Baltimore County Twitter account. So initially I wanted to give them – so there's one specific tweet which I feel I need to bring up because John Heyman works for FanRag Sports. He works with me and I love John. John, that specific tweet where John tweeted – who is something along the lines, like genuinely curious, not in a bad way, more like, I don't even know where UMBC is. Cause I didn't know either. I responded to his tweet and I was like, I had to Google it. Like I literally didn't know where that university was. And he said something like, who is this? Right. And they quote tweeted his tweet and they were like, who are you? That tweet <laughs> had like 30,000 retweets. That was a five. Like that specific tweet <laughs> was a five. It was, well, inc- it was honestly incredible. In totality, I would say they went a little too far in some moments where it wasn't really funny anymore. And so yeah. it drops them down to like a, like a four or three and a half for total body of work. But that specific moment was so incredible. I was dying of laughter. Like our whole team at work was like, oh, my God, this is so funny. <laughs> well, people guys, like to diss on Heyman. For sure. For sure. So this was like it was just it was a phenomenal tweet. 
that we had some extra fun with because we worked with John. So like it was just that tweet in of itself was a five. The Seth Davis tweet on him was a five. They had like a couple of different tweets where I was like, yep, love that. Love that. And then a couple other ones where I was like, and eh, now we've gone too far. Now it's not really funny anymore. Like, you know, like you want to call out the big dogs, but you're not going to call out random people. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, okay, this is now, now we've gotten to the point where we're, but you know what? Kudos to them. They went from like 12,000 followers to hundred K on Twitter in like a day. And basically <laughs> use that as like somebody put out that the marketing value of what they received in media attention over that 24 hours is like two and a half million dollars. So like kudos to that guy. Cause like, there's no way you're ever going to have two and a half million dollars worth of a marketing budget at UMBC. So like, congrats, dude, like, well done. Yeah. I, I appreciated all of it. Some of it was better than others, but for me, specific moments, five overall, I'm giving them a three and a half. Yeah, I couldn't see the John Heyman tweet. I never saw yeah, it because when he quoted it, I'm blocked. blocked by Heyman. He hates me. <laughs> he, he doesn't like being he, cold takes. He doesn't like me at all. No. He was he even he even he even commented on it once in on New York radio. <laughs> New York radio people <laughs> pat him on and asked him what he thought of why he blocked me. Yeah. He wasn't into it. He wasn't into it. He was No, old school J, like big capital J journalists, as I always say. Not <laughs> not a big fan of getting cold takes. I trust me, I've had I've had some backlash every once in a while when I when I get somebody for something and they're like, really? You have to do I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just relax. Imagine looking up so imagine looking up old uh, going and searching through messaging. John Heyman has this one take about Kit Clayton Kershaw. Said he's regressing in 2010. Oh, it's my favorite. It's my favorite. <laughs> you put it on Instagram and I died of laughter. Oh, I put it all the time. And he also had one that he loved, the Ryan Howard deal. Five years, $125 million back in yep. 2010. Uh, here's the last one. Donovan Mitchell. Okay. The Cavs. I mean, not to get Donovan Mitchell of the Jazz. He's awesome. Yes, and great he, player. He may not win Rookie of the Year, but he's close to it. Ben Simmons probably going to win. But he could win. Yes. And he would deserve it if he did. He said when Markel Fultz came in and played yesterday or two nights ago. Yep, two nights ago. Uh, it was his, he made his debut from this year. He had played earlier in uh, October, but he made his 2018 debut, and he hadn't played in mon- many months. He uh, made a layup, I guess, in his first shot. Yes. And Donovan Mitchell tweeted, "All that dunking I've seen in the videos, and you take a layup, S M H H H." The elongated SMH with the SMH emoji with the individual slapping yep, his head. Yep. yep. Two uh, crying <laughs> emojis. Crying emojis. And then at, at Markel Fultz. Yes. Now, I mean, fan. it seems like he was playing with him. But. Oh, yeah. It, sure. Yeah. But uh, it, uh, is there a portion of Donovan Mitchell who was. Um, who who was who who wanted the attention on him? Yeah, I think there's. So I give this a four. <laughs> I give this a four. four. It's not quite a five, but it's yeah. it's close. The emoji game is on point, so that 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 gave a little little extra there. And the actual tagging of Markel Fultz is awesome because it's like I'm not even gonna just like you know say his name or whatever. Like I'm going to straight up tag Markel Fultz in this, which I love. I love if you're gonna go for it, just go all the way in. Just go all yeah. the way in, right? So I yep. love, I love that he did that. And I also love that it's like borderline could be a little bit of a, of a shot because it's like, Hey, everybody was talking about you before the draft and guess who they're talking about now. So like, there's a little bit of that to it, 
But then I think it's more so just because Donovan Mitchell, the kid, seems like a really good dude. I think it's more like he's just trying to have some fun with Markel Fultz, which is why it's not ultimately a five. So I leave it at a four. But that's good stuff. I'm all I'm all aboard for that. Yeah. Now, he added the two emojis. Okay. When you add the two emojis, when you make fun of somebody of the two laugh, the double laugh, that means you're softening the blow. Yes. Yes. It's like putting LOL in front of something. I'm joking here. Yes, 100%. No, yeah, he's softening the blow. 100%. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a crutch yep. to make sure that you know that I'm just joking. You don't, you're not throwing the heat at him. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. All right. Next segment. We're moving on segments, okay? Yes. This is a segment called Off Your Chest. Okay? Off Your Chest. Now, now this is um, – I thought of this segment one day when I wanted to get something off my chest. And so I thought of the segment Off Your Chest. And what you do is you just rant about something for a minute, a minute and a half. You've got to get something off your chest that you're just really upset about or bothers you. Or it could be something that you really want to tell people how good they are. But that probably won't ever happen. So (laughs) what we're going to do is start with you, Paige. You get something off your chest. Okay, Paige. I'm on the clock. One minute to get something off my chest. Okay, okay. okay? Earlier today, my podcast co-host, Fred... Old Takes Exposed tweeted about liking regular donuts over glazed donuts. And I think this is a travesty to donuts and people and foodies everywhere because I cannot imagine with sound body and mind going to a any donut shop and looking at a deliciously icing glazed donut and saying, you know what? I don't want the extra sugar and deliciousness. I'm going to go for the one that's just plain. This is a travesty. I am upset. I didn't. I saw this tweet and I was like, this is going on the pod. I don't even, I had something else that I was going to go off my chest on, but I had to go with this because listen, donut fans everywhere. I think we're going to do a poll based off of this and, and then we'll come back to it next podcast. Glazed donuts or regular donuts. I can't be the only one out here on this. I know our boy Ed who loves me said Krispy Kreme is all the way. And that's where I am. A hot Krispy Kreme donut. I don't need anything else. That's what I had to get off my chest today, Fred. Well, okay. Now, to defend myself, this is misconstrued a little bit. Oh, I did say I, – I, I said I, I, would get, I, would get, I would get plain over glaze and Duncan. Okay. Duncan, Duncan glaze aren't good. Okay. They're, they don't, they're so you're qualifying it. So you're qualifying it. I, but I qualified it on the actual – tweet the tweet that i posted said i it, at duncan i'd rather get a glaze now, i also said that i would crispy creams better i would definitely get a crispy cream okay. glazed okay over a plain but now here's the thing i like plain i like okay. them i don't know if i'd actually order the plane but if you're in an office or you're at um your place of work and someone brings in a big box of duncan and there's yeah. all these donuts lined up i wouldn't be upset having to choose a plane. I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't be upset about it. I, it wouldn't be like, I don't like the jelly. So, this, so is where only... I, this is where I would tell you, like, for me, I'd be like, not worth the calories. Like, not worth it for me. Like, ah, oh, I look at the plane donut and go, no, nah, not that, not good enough. Not good enough. Gotta have, you, I have high quality standards. So you turn down the, gla- the, the plane oh, yeah. donut. Oh, yeah. You no. turn down a plane. Oh, yeah. Turn it down. No, thank you. No, thanks. It's I like need... at the end. I only eat I, my favorite donut in the whole world is a blueberry cake donut. That's my absolute. Oh, favorite. I like those. Love those blueberry good. cake. Donuts. They, yeah, they got those at Dunkin'. That is but the one the where I go for it all the time. Anything you know else, I'm skeptical. Relegated? You know, so also is relegated to the bottom. Halloween 
Almond Joys. Oh. They're oh. relegated to the bottom of the box. Bottom of the you, box. They're the bottom of the Halloween, the pumpkin. Um, yeah, I never eat them. I never. Right, right. But you get them. And oh. by the end, when you're done eating your candy, there's, a, there's all sorts of stuff. There's, there, you've eaten all your uh, Milky Ways. You've eaten all your Snickers. You've eaten all your M&Ms and your Skittles. Yep. And at the end, there's the Almond Joys just sitting there. That's, That's what you think of plain donuts. Okay. In the almond box. Joys, Almond Joys and, and plain donuts. Paige yeah. is here to stand against them. All right. All right. What's on your, what do you got to get off your chest? Bruce? Okay. I want to get off. There's something I've been wanting to get off my chest for a while. And I, I want to play this every single time this happens to me. So I know that people, people understand. Okay, okay. Maybe we should make it into a separate little own sound bite. But okay. when I'm doing my um, old takes exposed feed and some player makes a quote that says, we are going to win the division this year. I guarantee it. Uh, let's say a player. A football player says we're going to win. Like the Bears player one time said, we're going to win the East. We're going to yeah. win the North this year. We're going to win it. Yeah. I will put my pen in hand emoji reply yep. to the tweet. And um, as if I'm writing it down for future refer- reference. Then some guy or gal will reply to me and say, what else were they supposed to say? <laughs> I love the, love as the if, accent. So good. As if, as if, as if they, they're required to say that they were going to win the, the, the North. They're still required to win the division. They're required to say they're guaranteeing themselves a victory. They're not required to say that. Now, I certainly know they're not going to say that our team is going to be bad this year. Okay. Uh, we think we have a good chance of, of doing well this year. That's fine. You know, everything is fine. You can guarantee the win. But, when you're doing that, you're risking getting it thrown back in your face if you lose. For sure, 100%. Exactly. It's now, a target on your back. It's a target, it's a target on, on your back. back. If, so the Bears player, I think it was Howard, said they're going to win the North. Yeah. Okay? If they win the North, everyone's going to come back to Jordan Howard. Is that his name, Jordan Howard? Yeah, Jordan Howard, running back. Running back. Everyone's going to come back to him and say, oh, wow, look at Jordan Howard. He knew it. He had confidence at the beginning of the season, right in the offseason, they're going to win. And they're going to interview him. And he's going to say, I knew it all along. But he did not. I knew not. it all along. But I he believe did not. in this team. He's lying. He's well, lying. Nevertheless, he has, he's earned it because sure. he took the risk to say it. For sure. At the beginning. He, he put it out there. Now it's going to be thrown back in his face. That's the risk he takes. Don't tell me what are they supposed to say. They're not supposed to say that. Okay. Yeah. They've, they've volunteered it. It's not bad. It's not good. It's not anything. But no. it's volunteered. So what are you supposed to say, guy, is up there with slow news day guy. <laughs> slow news day guy is my Or do better guy. guy. Yeah. That's an instantaneous, almost like there are very few things. Next podcast, we're going to do what qualifies a block. I'm, I'm calling it audible. We're going to do that next podcast where we're gonna, I'm going to give you reasons why I block people. Because okay. this, the, those two things are not, not like blockable, but they're really close because you're so annoying to me. Like I, that to me is so annoying. You, slow news day. God, yeah, man. you, I hit the mute button. You're muted. Like, bye. Bye. Yeah, you're mute. You. I, I never blocked. With you. I've never once blocked anyone. Oh, I have. We'll get to that. Uh, we'll get to that. That's a uh, teaser uh, for the next pod. That's a teaser for the next pod. I want to, I want right. to talk to you. I want to talk to you. I want to get to loaded vaults. Okay. 
if you don't know what a loaded vault is, this is my favorite thing that Fred has, okay? Because it means that we're watching something and the vault is getting loaded, okay? We're watching a th- something in sports and there are takes and takes and takes and takes about that specific situation and the v- vault is loaded. So when a specific instance happens, per se, Kentucky basketball not making the final four, okay, is our first example, the vault explodes, okay? So Fred has so many things built up about this happening, that specific event happening. So what are some of the highlights? Because I look forward to the loaded vault now. That's when I say I root for chaos. That is what I put in the chaos category because I root for you having a loaded vault to then turn it back around and ever and just destroy people. That's what I root for. Well, the NFL draft has – the NFL draft within itself, the takes within the NFL draft is a loaded vault. I mean, there's so many things going on with that. I can't even, I can't even organize that vault. Yeah. That vault is like your car um, after like um, three months of not getting it clean with papers flying around everywhere. Yeah, just that, That's where the NFL draft is. With, okay, Kentucky basketball not making the Final Four was an explosion of a loaded vault because what happened was is that Baltimore County beat the one seed in their bracket, which was uh, Villanova. And then the two seed in their, or maybe the four seed in their bracket, Arizona, who everyone thought was uh, one of the, the, the one of the potential winners of that bracket, they lost two in the first round to Buffalo. So um, Kentucky, everyone thought it was skating through to the finals, yep. um, final four, and they ended up losing. That was a loaded vault that exploded. The ultimate loaded vault I saw this week—it happened yesterday or two days ago—is when. Angelo Ball declared for the draft. Oh, yeah. I think about 100 people immediately with much glee tweeted that he had no chance of getting drafted. Now, I don't really know much about Angelo, whether he's good or bad. It doesn't seem like he's that great. He's uh, if, if he gets drafted, uh, I mean, that's an explosion upon explosion because these Ball brothers and LeVar, anything related to LeVar Ball, people go nuts about it's just like it's a track if you just tweet lavar ball it gets like oh it's chaos 75 gazillion retweets it's unbelievable so the the vault uh is so loaded it's it's so ridiculously loaded for for leangelo ball if he gets drafted it's unbelievable the next loaded vault which i'm excited to see if potentially could happen is tiger winning not just Love a it. tournament winning the Masters. No, winning, winning the a Masters. tournament's already pretty loaded. Because when he was up there, about um, he went into the day a couple weeks ago on Sunday as uh, a, as someone who was near the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. It if they win, if he won that tournament, that would have been huge. But if he wins a major, and if oh, he wins the Masters, I oh, will explode. God. I think my head, it, it would be like my, it would be like that, uh, that, that gif of the guy, the head going. <laughs> oh, it, I can't. It, I need I need it too. I'm rooting for Tiger so badly to win the Masters. I root for him Me anyway. Too. But yeah, I want it to be a great comeback story. Yeah. yeah. So that, those, are the, those are the two biggest loaded vaults I can report. Uh, if you see, Love if it. you see, if you're a listener and you see loaded vault, uh, potential loaded we vault, just them. hashtag loaded vault, tell us because, um, yeah. Uh, it's something that I come across all the time. I think about it all the time. Uh, Kentucky, we when, when Kirk Herbstreet said, con- we need all congratulations, Kentucky, after 
Uh, I, he, oh, so and then I wrote the I wrote uh, I wrote to him, or I just quoted that tweet and said, um, "If Kentucky doesn't make the Final Four, I'll have so many tweets to post." And then Herb Street tweet quotes back and writes, "Awesome." <laughs> Yeah. sarcastically I, that's, that's my that's my favorite i love that he does that it's the best that's the best case scenario uh, awesome uh, okay this is the end of the pod the end of the pod is here and you have a story that you're gonna that you're gonna tell me about and i'm gonna react to it and then and then we're gonna wrap things up so you tell me about this story okay because so I, you may not have heard so you may not have heard. This is like Florida Man. So we're trying to we're going to go obscure news to end our podcast every week, and I love it. Okay, yeah. So go you ahead. You may not have heard. So yeah. Now, sometimes it'll be like Florida Man, where it's extra ridiculous, and sometimes it'll just be okay. But weird it's just news. weird, obscure unique news. news. Okay, I saw this. It's out of Buffalo, New York. Um, okay. There was a story, and it was called uh, "Millennials Are Piercing Their Fingers Instead of Buying Engagement Rings." Now, first of all, it says millennials, just millennials. So it's like makes it look like all millennials are doing it. Probably like five of course, people are doing it. Of course. And of course. Um, second of all, what, is, what are millennials? By the time, by the time it's redefined, yeah. my grandmother will be a millennial. What they're doing is they're embedding their ring fingers. They're embedding their ring fingers. Instead of getting engagement Instead of getting engagement rings. It, um, it, it sounds like they're just trying to be cheap. Okay, so this is this comes from somebody who is I am a millennial. Okay, I've been dating my boyfriend for a long time. We we will get engaged at one point, and I can assure you uh, that I will not pen be, in hand I emoji. Be, I'm just yes, kidding. I'm just I kidding. Will I'm not, <laughs> I, I will not be embedding any diamond into my fingers. That is the stupidest thing I have ever heard of. I don't understand why anybody would ever do this to themselves. And I think, like usual stories about millennials and i'm doing quotes in the air is because they make a story it'll be like millennials are not buying houses like as it's, it's a blanket statement like all millennials yeah all you millennials, know what i'm saying yeah, all, millennials. all millennials all millennials are are doing this all millennials eat avocado toast all millennials like it's the most ridiculous ongoing joke we could pull so many funny ones up about that but this story is a head scratcher because there is no way in hell I don't care if it was like my dream celebrity crush that I was getting married to. I'm not embedding some stupid, I'm not embedding diamonds into my hand. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Well, it sounds like something people are trying to be cheap. Yeah, no. They're yeah, cheap, so imagine sure. a guy, well, the boyfriend or the fiance, he uh, probably goes on his WhatsApp group chat and is probably like, yeah. I just got, I convinced her to do the embedding. I've saved $7,500 and then they're all like, awesome. How'd you pull that off? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you convince sure. the girl to, yeah, this will be cool. You'll have, you'll have a piece of me forever. For sure. 100%. You have to clean it 100%. two or three times a day, according to uh, dermatologists. Oh. Dermatologists. Ew. Yeah. This just seems weird. I'm not, I'm not, this just seems like an ultimate head scratcher. Fred, good. This is a good way to start it off, though. This is a good, this is a good uh, bordering, bordering Florida man news that I definitely had not heard of and definitely wish I had not heard of because I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Uh, Fred, this is the end of the pod. This is where you tell everybody how they can follow you, both accounts, and make sure they follow you on Instagram as well. So yeah, please follow, follow Old Takes Exposed at Old Takes Exposed on Twitter. 
And you can follow it on Facebook too, Freezing Cold Takes on Facebook and Freezing Cold Takes on Instagram. And I'm looking to try to get followers for Facebook and Instagram because Facebook's like really hard to get followers because nobody sees your stuff because it's, there's these algorithms and Facebook controls exactly who yeah. gets to see whatever. Zuckerberg's a wild I don't even think Facebook. Yeah. And uh, um, you can go to my personal feed at Frizz, F-R-I-Z-Z-527. Um, I don't use it that much though. So yeah, make sure you follow at Old Takes Exposed and make sure you follow Instagram because there's some good stuff that he's only putting on Instagram. So you got to check that out. And you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I. Um, thanks for joining us. This podcast will be every Wednesday for sure. And then we're looking to try and do some interviews at the end of the week with uh, with some good guests. So Fred, thank you for joining me and uh, we'll be back next week. All right.